Graffiti, how are you doing, mate? Good, man. Good, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the art block this month of uh, 21ism. Uh, it's, as, as we were saying earlier, it's, it's not often, you know, you get to talk to one of the original uh, crypto artists, uh, specifically, you know, as I'm sat here now in my kitchen. So I, I thoroughly appreciate you taking the time out to uh, come and speak to us. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to to chat and further and appreciate you guys helping get the word out about Bitcoin art. Yes. Let's, uh, let's talk about your Bitcoin story. So where, where, where did it all, where were you orange pill? What, what, what exactly, cause you were nice and early into, into Bitcoin. Um, how did it all start for you? Yeah. So, um, more recently I've been talking about like even before, because I think there's like how you were introduced to Bitcoin, but then there's also like these life experiences that that let you be susceptible to the idea of Bitcoin in the first place, right? So like as a kid, I was just uh, very uh, all over the place, attention span wise. And I think that sort of cultivated this, this feeling of uh, resentment against teachers in authority who wanted to tr- like fit me into this, this method of teaching that worked well for other kids and this sort of the natural resistance there. Um, I knew that I wasn't, uh, doing well in that environment yet. That was what was forced upon us. Right. And so I think, uh, the, the whole questioning of authority started at an early age. Um, and then later on in life, I had other events that happened that led me to distrust authority more, uh, in, in the police force, um, and made me, question the whole authority thing even further. So um, I had an incident that happened where there was some civil asset forfeiture involved where it shouldn't have happened. There was like a, case, a court case and uh, some money was taken from me. And even after the court case was dropped, they just kept it. And so that was an early experience that that really stuck with me and, and made me think differently about law enforcement and, and whether or not they're really there to protect us. And it made me think deeper about like, where did this money go? Right. And like, like, okay, there's this, this funding that happens with speeding tickets, but then there's also this whole other side of it that we don't hear about often in the news. Um, <clears throat> so those were some things that were earlier in life, but then ultimately I had a, a startup in, in San Francisco here. It's kind of just what you do if you live in this area. Right. Um, and it, it related to scarcity. It was like this physical product and there was only going to be a certain number of them ever made. Um, and so that was top of mind. And also I was developing on Facebook's uh, platform, which was brand new, their developer platform. And that was going awful. And so trusting third parties and having it go bad was also top of mind. 
And then, uh, and then this developer that I was working on the project with one asked to be paid in Bitcoin. And I didn't know what it was, looked into it, didn't figure out how to do it. Um, but that was my first introduction to it. And that was like late 2011. Um, so it's one of these things where like, when you hear about it, uh, first, especially in San Francisco, it's like, it's like when you're in the market for a car and all of a sudden you see it driving around everywhere. Same thing here. I would just hear about it in cafes and I was really fortunate to live specifically in an area of San Francisco where, um, it was just like where all the action was happening. So like Airbnb, like literally started on my street and I would see the founders in the cafe next door. Um, Twitter, like Yelp, all of it was just like, I'm, I was like right in the middle of it. And so I felt really fortunate to be there um, because you hear of things early, like, like Bitcoin. So um, yeah, so I, I started to look into it a little bit more. There was like this Wired article I read Wired at the time. Um, and uh, that was interesting, but it really wasn't until like later in 2012 when I read about Hashcash, where I thought, like here's a way that I, I might be able to fit in because that was an innovative use of uh, the technology, this micropayments and this idea of um, being able to, to circumvent uh, the middlemen and, and the doors that open as a result of that and the creativity and the, and the ways that that can be applied to certain scenarios, possibly with art, uh, possibly with musicians. That was really, really profound for me. And, um, I even had like this, like when I read about it, I remember exactly where I was um, in this tiny apartment in the Mission District. And like, I just stayed up all night because I was like, wow, this, <laughs> this is unreal. I actually felt like I was falling like down a rabbit hole. And um, I remember the sun coming up and I was just like looking and looking for more and more information because I didn't really think I could fit in up until that point. Like I didn't have a finance background. I, I didn't. I wasn't strong in economics in school. I really wasn't very political. I, I kind of was, but I didn't know that I was. I, couldn't, I didn't like assign like myself to being a libertarian. I didn't really know like what what all that entailed. So I was just kind of floating around and thinking like this this is going to be a huge idea, and I'm in this land of huge ideas. But this is something even beyond that. But how like I didn't know how I would fit in, right? Um, and then that was what made me start to think more about it. Um, and then it was around that time that I also saw like the Cassatius coins and, and that was another little like nudge because that was like a physical item that someone was doing that was creative. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, my first like real, uh, go at doing the, the physical art stuff was sort of my own take on, um, these Cassatius coins. I made this sculpture out of like, cut up, uh, credit cards. I made a series of them. Most of them I didn't like. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so the idea of using repurposed banking materials in the work to teach and signify that change was happening and, and to sort of like rub it in the face of these banks that have taken so much from us to, to use like the tools that, uh, that they've given us, uh, against them was, was powerful for me. And so I, I ran with that and that it kind of got me into the space. And, um, yeah, so then the name came from 
like I started doing street art, I, I wanted to experiment more with these micropayments because back then, uh, like payments was really top of mind for people. Um, like it was also this idea of being a store of value, but, um, you know, the fees weren't, weren't so high. And this idea of like remittance payments, uh, being solved with, with Bitcoin was, was what a lot of people were talking about. And so, um, yeah, so I started doing the street art and I didn't know if I was just like in this bubble of San Francisco where like Bitcoin really wasn't even catching on much. And I just happened to be in like tech capital USA. So I, how I thought I would gauge that was with this, this street art that had a QR code and it would lead to either a public or a private key and see if people would either send money or, or take the money and um, sort of like my test. Right. So I was just doing this offline and um, yeah, so that, that sort of began the experimenting on both sides, this with the physical and then with the street art and, and just kept going from there. On your website, you, it states you are the first uh, artist to dedicate uh, himself to crypto. When when was that trigger point there that you um, when you decided right? This is now exactly what I want to dedicate my life to, and and then also then I I, I seen recently now it's uh, on your Twitter feed, on your Twitter feed there's Bitcoin activist artist. So was there just dabbling in crypto in in general, and then uh, did it did all roads lead to Bitcoin? How did that work out? No, it started in, like, it was before, like, Ethereum was even around, right? We just called it crypto art back then. Um, so the metamorphosis of the of the, the terms is something that um, has caused me pause and wanted to, like, really reaffirm um, in and designate like what, what this is all about, because it used to be crypto art. There was like a, a crypto art subreddit and there was like a crypto art.com, like Troy, this guy who just did like Bitcoin related art with, with wallets. And there was, uh, that was just like kind of what we called it. Right. Um, and, and then, then Ethereum came around and this idea of crypto art, whether it was one word or two words, uh, came into play. And then, Bitcoin art was supposed art that related to Bitcoin was just sort of lumped in there. Um, and that I think is doing a real disservice to this movement because crypto art or Bitcoin art in its original form really spoke to what this movement about Bitcoin was all about. Um, and to me, that's like one of the most important movements of all time. Like not, not necessarily Bitcoin art, obviously I think that's important too, but just Bitcoin, right? Like this movement of Bitcoin is, so incredibly important that I don't like how it's it's being kind of pushed to the wayside under the umbrella of crypto art that also includes art uh, from other chains that that is just more about the artists and then maybe it's uh, you know whether it's one word or two words is supposed to be uh, designated by if it's uh, related to verifiably rare digital art it's just all confusing right and especially when you're on Clubhouse and it's like this. Uh, audio only platform and you can't there's like hashtags aren't involved and in one word versus two words gets lost and so that for me kind of made me want to like really just all right guys bitcoin art is is something else entirely it's extremely important it needs to shine and so i just it's like let's just uh, really put it out there what this is and and uh so people aren't confused um, yeah 
I think that's fair. I had a I had a conversation about this with uh, Skrilla, uh, DJ Skrilla or Ray Skrilla. I don't know if you're f- familiar with his work. Yeah, he's a good buddy. Ah, oh, he's 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 a legend. Uh, yeah, for sure. Is uh, have you seen this week? He recently, uh, man, just goes in every type of medium. Um, and this week, he's just made a Bitcoin birdbath just because he can. You know, the guy just just creates uh, music, art, etc. And um, this labeling at the moment is is a bit of a hot topic um, about how it's going in the future, and, and it's something I definitely want to get to uh, later in our conversation. Um, let's take it a little bit back to to you and and, you, and your art. And so you, you decided you wanted to commit to to Bitcoin art, or crypto art, if we, wherever wherever we're calling. Um, and I really, uh, I, I guess then one of the quotes that really stuck out to me on your on your Twitter feed was the role of the artist is to make revolution irresistible. Is that what you wanted to achieve in your art? What, what, actually, what is the goal that you want to achieve with what you're doing? Um, so it's less about like me. Like I really just see this as a movement that's for the people, right? And I eventually will have kids and I, I am very concerned about topics like privacy and how inflation is just really exacerbating the wealth gap. And it just seems like uh, we're on the road to collapse. And so Bitcoin to me is important because it provides an out to that. And what it will look like in terms of uh, like 20 years from now, who knows? But I I do think that if we don't have it, um, we're going to be a lot worse off. So uh, I'm excited at what it'll mean. Like the the potential for living uh, in a society where it's not debt-based and we're constantly bombarded with messages to get us to buy shit that we don't need um, and how that might manifest itself in things like micropayments, right? Where I think, I do think um, eventually we're going to get to a point where people are okay with, with uh, paying small amounts um, for quality things. If it means <laughs> not bringing about the downfall of society because journalists are trying to get clicks and putting out sensationalist headlines uh, just to to get people to read their story. Um, so there is going to be a huge like tectonic shift that comes about, um, not only for people wanting to save uh, because of how Bitcoin brings that about, but also um, what it means for marketing and advertising and why people are trying to get our attention in, in certain ways online now. I think uh, we haven't even been able to really wrap our heads around around what this is going to look like. I, I think it's, it's such an exciting space in the moment. Honestly, I'm bursting. It's it's just so so exciting as an artist myself. I've got so many ideas going through my head about how to uh, change the way you deliver art to people. Um, one of one of those you did uh, not so long ago, and I thought it was an incredible idea. Um, was uh, around the uh, the Venezuelan president uh, Nicolas Maduro. Do you want to just explain to people what happened in that piece and how micropayments uh, got involved there and then also the, the greater message then? Yeah, so um, it really originated from Venezuela just being a talking point from so many Bitcoiners as to why this is important. I just like felt a little bit dirty and bringing it up without really knowing much about it. Um, and I'm one of these people where like in order to understand something well, 
I need to just immerse myself in it. Um, and so I, I just decided to do a project where it meant going down there and in the bear market of 2014 and 15, uh, similarly, I just moved to Mexico for a while to see what this remittance stuff was all about. Um, cause I, th I think it, it's a good thing if Bitcoiners can swing it to, to just get immersed and, and to, to talk to people and, and it brings, it brings, at least for me, it brought me so much closer to, uh, this field and, and the protocol because, uh, it's, you, I was just literally closer to it and why it, it would need to be important. Um, so yeah, so the Venezuelan project, I worked together with, uh, one of the, the leading exchanges in South America, AirTM, uh, and Crypto Concere, which is a group that onboards merchants to accept Bitcoin in the region. Um, and we did this mural that was designed as like a performance piece to show how Bitcoin could overcome the capital controls that were in place in Venezuela. Um, and so the idea was to, to have this mural, but also uh, to have people participate all around the globe to be able to take it down. So it depicted uh, uh, President Maduro. And the idea was that together we can all take him down through uh uh, through the power of Bitcoin and show that it was possible to to overcome his reign uh, with this technology. And so people online um, during the day of the event, they saw a digital version of the mural and they could click one of the thousand different squares or rectangles um, that represented one of the thousand different boulevards that were in the actual physical mural. They can click on it, donate to then have that particular uh, boulevard taken down. And then together we could all see uh, the result. Um, and so, yeah, so then the, the money that was donated, the, the Bitcoin that was donated from people that day was immediately given out on site. Um, and then we, we showed people in person, um, you know, here's, here's this Bitcoin. If you'd like, you can keep it. If you also want to, to spend it right now, here's these essential food kits and you can, you can, um, and buy those on site too, and sort of give them like the full picture of, of how it works. And so it was this, it was designed to be like an educational event for, for refugees that are there. Um, and then it's now two years on, we've got some, some stuff in the works for, for that project too. So hopefully announcements in the not too distant future as a result of, of that project. Um, but yeah, the, the goal was ultimately like to educate and uh, to show people the power of this on a, on a global scale. Yeah, I think I think it's genius. It's such a great idea, and then and then giving raising money then for the local Bitcoin economy is absolutely awesome. Um, I guess with the future, then it's uh, it's kind of merging that that digital and real world space. So uh, I know that Sparkshot.io recently have have done something very similar. Um, where there's a an image, and then uh, there's a micropayment then to uh, remove a, a brick or a block um, in order to uh, reveal the image. Do you think Do you think that's going to be used a lot more in the future? And will you use that type of stuff in the future to uh, showcase your work? Yeah, you know, I um, was actually uh, researching for a long time to do something similar. I call it like a pay to reveal, and um, it was going to be how this 
artwork, the, the, the backside of the dollar that was used in the, the BTC versus Fed was going to be revealed. So I was like talking to a bunch of devs and trying to pull it off. And, um, and then I, I saw that Ross Ulrich actually used it on his site for, for years. Um, and so I do think that it's, it's a super cool way of, of getting people like to collaborate and work together to, to show art and in, especially with in this digital age where we're just like accustomed to, to not having to, to pay to see work online. It's, it's one of these things where it's uh, kind of along the same lines with, with NFTs where like new revenue streams for artists is, is in my uh, idea, a good thing. Um, and yeah, so that, that pay to reveal it, it, that can apply to all different uh, types of art too. So I think it is super cool. Um, and yeah, it, I think it's, it's, there's some like particular use cases where it makes more sense than others. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see people experimenting with, with different ways of, of showcasing their work. Yeah. I think that potentially in the music industry, that would be incredible how to crowdfund potentially a, uh, a song that you can listen to bit by bit and the whole community has to contribute. And I, I guess it's just about bringing that community together over this, uh, over an artist or, or a cause. Um, that, and that's, that's what's at the core of Bitcoin, isn't it? That community. Yeah, definitely. People getting together for a, a common goal. There's, there's other bits of your work uh, that I find absolutely awesome as well. So it's not just, um, political all the time you're having a lot of fun with uh bitcoin and its uses particularly like what you did with a banana and how you're mocking the art market uh, with a with a banana with putting uh, the private key on a wall uh can you just tell the listeners a little bit about that particular piece oh yeah so that was when the artist did the piece that was at art basel right yeah yeah um yeah so the the famous taping the, the banana to the wall and it was just kind of a more fun thing than anything just uh the old online engagement uh but the the twist was that um the private key was was carved into the banana and so in order to to get get the the bitcoin you had to get there quick otherwise this thing would rot so um i liked it in that it sort of actually had value within the art like where it wasn't so much of this was a question with the the uh, the artist piece at Basel was you know should this be worth whatever it was uh, well it was like a like six figures right yeah it was mental I was actually uh, at the time but I remember I was doing my mate's house up helping and there was just a bit of gaffer tape and we had a banana there and I just decided to do my own uh, little rendition of it as well but I, I remember it being ridiculous at, at the time but are bananas safe now around around the san francisco area i mean you know i don't think they let let bananas go to rot now after after that particular uh particular piece <laughs> yeah someone found it like very quickly and no as far way. as you know, it's still in their freezer um <laughs> Amazing. but yeah it's a uh, someone who's uh, a collector in the space who happened to live fairly close by and um, I don't, I don't know if he would care if I said his name or not, but I'll, I won't just in case, but I think he's going to bring it to the, the next Bitcoin conference. That's amazing. Is it, is it still like cryogenically frozen or, or is it, is it dipped in resin? How, how has it been preserved? Uh, I think it's just on the side of his, his freezer. That's amazing. <laughs> plastic bag. I love it. 
I love it. It's absolutely, uh, it's great. Well, there we go. Um, and and one more piece I just want to uh, highlight, and this is a, an interesting concept as well, is the your time chain piece. I thought that was quite interesting. Did you work with Jameson Lop on this particular piece? Um, I used, I researched his site. He has a really thorough, um, exhaustive coverage of all the different seed plates that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the... Uh, there's block plate. There's actually like seedplate.com, which is uh, NVKs um, that he does with with Coinkite. Um, so there's a, a great list that that goes. He, he went took them all and put them through a battery of tests to determine which ones were the most durable. Um, <clears throat> but I worked with uh, with with block plate to just make like a, a big oversized version of it, and the idea was to. Um, also kind of like playing with this idea of value with, within art, which is a frequent subject. And, and yeah, so the art itself has a Bitcoin in it. And if, if the owner wants to get to the Bitcoin, if like I do something where I get in trouble online and deplatformed and they don't, they think my, my days as an artist is, is done and um, they'd prefer to get the Bitcoin versus have my artwork, they can just tear it up and get to the, to the metal and, and take out the Bitcoin. Um, or if they're patient, they still like me and in the work I do and want to just have both. Then every year I give them one of the, the seed words. Um, so yeah, just kind of a fun look at, and how we value the relationship between artists and, and collectors and, and also Bitcoin itself and the worth of it versus a uh, physical work, which is, lately become a, a hot topic with the idea of of uh, the total addressable market for Bitcoin and in how art itself, um, all the prices and the value of it may plummet as, as the price of Bitcoin goes up. So it's, uh, yeah, something that's top of mind for a lot of people. Do you, do you worry that, or does that, first of all, does the buyer still have it? Does the buyer, is the buyer still, ha- still got faith in you? Yeah, the buyer buyer still has it. Um, he's good dude. He's, uh, he hasn't made any uh, really intense efforts at trying to to pull it out. There's some people online saying, "Oh, you could do an X-ray," and um, I don't think he's tried that yet. Okay, and what happens? I guess if you pop your clogs with that, then I suppose the art piece would be worth a lot more then. Um, with with uh, if if you did happen to. Uh, yeah, not not be around. So it's it's kind of ge- ingenious kind of uh, way of, of doing it. Um, yeah, you call it pop your clogs. Yeah, pop your clogs. Yeah, so it's a very polite way. So it's a very British way of of saying um, yeah, die. So I don't know. Uh, so yeah, pop your clogs. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, there's as you said here that that art is is morphing now and. Uh, real physical pieces are now begin to morph online there's at the moment a very hot topic of of the nfts and uh, recently um you said that people uh, for those who don't know is a is a, an artist who has done exceptionally well skrilla wrote a piece around him 
uh, seeing he earned more in a weekend than the American president did in his whole uh, four years or five years in a term. And uh, in, a, in a post recently, you said people, you and the thousands of people in that clubhouse room were misled. Crypto art, both physical and digital, started on Bitcoin. Are you worried that it's losing its roots a little bit and, and that through this this NFT movement is is being slight or has been slightly sullied by ethereum and and other chains as well well i I think it's just important to to know the history right and so with that particular tweet it was because uh there was a a clubhouse room with thousands of people it was like in celebration of people's uh work being uh soon to be on display by by christie's for auction um, and so Christie's people were there and then the people running the room just breezed right over the fact that this, like, they actually said that it started with ERC 20 tokens. And I took offense to that because they should have known, but they actually did know better. And it was seemed like an opportunistic situation. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just important that we, we remember and, and give praise to the, the people that, that, uh, we're the true pioneers, right? And so the Pepe's is, is like, a, like even though it's it's a, this fun project, it, it was really important for the, the history of verifiably rare digital art. Um, and it was just glossed over that day. And actually for several other uh, NFT rooms that I've, I've popped into to listen on, on, uh, on Clubhouse or just Telegram, it's, it's, it's a common thing that happens. And I think it's because just people in general want to be early right they want to whether it's for the valuation of the the works that they hold or if, if they're artists you just it's just the, something that you want to do you feel like an early adopter or pioneer or whatever um so yeah yeah it's uh i think uh i think we should remember all the different projects and because you, you can learn a lot about what went well and what didn't go well and it can it can help guide uh, uh future projects and so yeah even right now there's like this NFT, this Pepe's on ETH project that where they didn't even give any attribution to the original. And it's just, just kind of scammy in my opinion. So uh, I'll call them out. I know that the, the OG Pepe, I wasn't even like a big part of the, the Pepe's. Like I didn't, cause I was like doing my own stuff and it was like really like frog themed. Right. And, but I still like, I still value like the contributions to the space and what it's all about. And so, um, those those guys are often chiming in with like, hey, you know, we were actually the first, and and they're probably tired at this point. And so lately, I've seen when I've seen it happening a lot as the space is growing really hot. I I've sort of like started to, to chime in, and and I'm I'm now tired of it because it's just like exhausting, right? It's like it's not really uh, it like it's it's a negative conversation to have because they really don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It, it is important though. And, and hopefully, um, like they'll, the Pepe's will get their day. I think they're, they're really undervalued, especially when you look at what's going on currently with, with NFTs. Oh, with the crypto punks at the moment, if that's going crazy, isn't it? And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. with everything uh, coming in a million dollars, I think for one the other day or two actually i believe two pieces the other day so uh the original uh rear pepe's the homer pepe as well in particular i can imagine that that is the the holy grail of all pepe's um will become quite valuable do you think that it's now ethereum's kind of had its day 
when it comes to NFTs, because there's a, a lot of work at the moment going on. I know there's uh, uh, RGB, for instance, that are looking to tokenize on Lightning, as well as uh, as uh, other projects as well, like Liquid. Do, do you think it's coming back round to Bitcoin now? Um, because as uh, Skrilla uh, quoted, he wants his heart on the Bitcoin because uh, Bitcoin is the only blockchain that's going to last forever and he wants his heart to last forever. So do you think there's going to be a bit of a shift now in the coming years or even in the space, it could be six months, a month of uh, of, of, of NFTs and, and tokenized art shifting back to the Bitcoin blockchain? Yeah, definitely. Um, so very much aligned with Skrilla. I've been working sort of behind the scenes to help bring some of these things to fruition. And some will be here sooner than others, um, but there's like several now that are in the works. And I think ultimately, as everything gets sucked towards Bitcoin, uh, it's just going to make more and more sense for artists. I think the ethos of, uh, of Bitcoin being freedom and true decentralization um, resonates with artists more than they may even realize right now if they're just kind of like not really familiar with with what the whole like blockchain-y thing is all about. Um, like right now, they want they want to go where most of the money is made for the most part. Not all of them, but it just like makes sense, especially if you're new to the space, to go where the action is. But if, as we're seeing, um, there's high high prices just for minting the work, and, and there's new chains that are coming along where the prices are lower and it causes some confusion. Like, what are these new chains all about? Should I even be trusting them and putting my work on these third parties that may not even be around? Um, I think that confusion is actually a good thing because all roads will lead back to Bitcoin if ultimately they want to put their money in Bitcoin because Bitcoin is seen in the headlines as appreciating in value and artists want to preserve uh the money because oftentimes they're struggling so yeah i think uh i think the community is great that's happening i don't think it's specific to any one chain though i think artists supporting each other is amazing and what, what's been happening with these different projects is awesome i think like you know the super rare guys are fucking awesome they're like i like um i don't like i i really like what a lot of these these uh, projects are doing but i do think that um, ultimately, it's going to come back back to Bitcoin, and the, the community will will grow there too. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the I suppose the the elephant in the room, or the the large pieces, or the twelve elephants actually across the nation uh, of of the USA at the moment, and the your piece BTC versus the Fed. Um, and for those who haven't seen it yet, and uh, it's quite difficult, admittedly, because they're up and around, not only online, but uh, largely in people's faces as well. There, It's 12 billboards of uh, one of your uh, famous dollar uh, pieces that have been placed uh, around the country. Why did you, why did you, what was the idea behind the project? Why billboards and, and not just blast people via social media? Um it, on the surface, that seems like a bit more of a, an efficient, potentially, use of your time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I saw, like, with the front of it, I, I did in uh, 2015 um, and then exhibited it at a couple of different shows. And people really just took to it over some of the other pieces 
because they're like familiar with the imagery, right? It's like, okay, this is a dollar. I like dollars. I like money. I'm going to go look at it. Okay. What's different here. And I saw the, the attention that it was getting purely because of the subject matter. And it was a great, uh, icebreaker to then talk to them about the work. So this was a lot of people who like wandered in off the street, uh, from this exhibit. And when they saw that it, it was in relation to Bitcoin, um, it really like put them at ease to talk about it and ask questions that they might not have otherwise. So like, I would even see like their posture change. I was like, okay, I can finally like ask this question about Bitcoin that I, I was afraid to ask my cousin who normally handles all the tech stuff in the family chat. So, um, that was like really powerful to me because it, I think like subconsciously it shows that like the health of, uh, the community and the project because if there's artists that are able to, to eke out a living, then it means that the ecosystem as a whole is doing well and they're like supportive of one another in some way, right? So it was it was this important step in my career because it made me think that having like this bridge to the traditional uh, finance world, like through the imagery, um, was working. And so then fast forward to um, more recently when I finished the back of the dollar, I wanted to just do that same thing in some fashion, just kind of like go bigger with it. Um, and so, yeah, the idea started with just putting one up in San Francisco. And then there were some hiccups that happened with it. And then eventually it was like, oh, and it would be cool is to do it in front of the mint here in San Francisco. And then I was like, oh, there's not really the best place for it, or there is, but it's sort of like facing the other direction just kind of like morphed from there. And then it was like, well, how about in DC? It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm struggling with like figuring out what the message should be. So what if I did like in all 12 of the cities where the branches are? Um, and then it just was a question of how to pay for it. Um, and then I thought that this idea would resonate with, uh, with a lot of Bitcoiners. And so I just did this uh, print run and jacked up the price more than my normal prints and said, Hey, here's what it's going to go towards. Um, so if you want one, it's, it's going towards this cause. It's going to help spread um, the message about Bitcoin and why it's important as an alternative to what the Fed is doing. Um, and fortunately I have uh, people who, who like my work enough to, to support things like this. And so the prints sold and, um, and yeah, so the money, is going towards these 12 billboards and they each have a different message, which together, like the big idea is to drive people back to this thread that's on, uh, it's on Facebook, it's on Twitter, it's on Instagram. So they see the handle, they go to their favorite social network and then they pull up this thread that explains very basic terms, like what this Bitcoin is all about. And then it walks through some of the, the key points that I think are really crucial to the future of humanity and why the Fed fucking it up. <laughs> so, um, it was a real, uh, it was an exercise for me. It's one of these things where like, in order to, to get the, the messages down to tweet length, and, like to really refine it and to cut down every last character, um, from all these things that I've learned in the space over the years was, uh, I, I enjoyed it actually, because it, it meant, like refining my message when I talk to other people about it and what's the most important, what can you leave out? Like, do we really need to go into mining at this point? And what, if, if this is someone's first glance at this, which is another key point, like these, these are in working class neighborhoods. Um, 
so I'm kind of like rambling a bit, but uh, the idea was to to get the message out to people who would benefit from it most. And there's been other billboard campaigns that are great, but they're they've tended to be in uh, like major cities, right, where the the rent is sky high, and they may have already heard about Bitcoin. And this is for me, I think it's most important to get the word out to people who are stuck in this cycle of uh, either paycheck to paycheck or very close to it, where they can't invest in in assets that might hold their value better um, than just keeping the money in the bank. So that was kind of the big picture is just get the word out. And then um, there's only so many people that would see it in person, but then it was also like this statement piece that's like performance art of doing it in the Fed's backyard and and having that hopefully um, work out to be more eyeballs online. And then they could also potentially see that online and it's shared. And so everything was kind of working in concert to get the message out. Uh, to its fullest. Are you concerned that Bitcoin, with all these institutional investors now uh, piling in on Bitcoin, you're concerned that the working class people aren't going to be able to have the have an opportunity to get in um, and uh, and fully utilize uh, Bitcoin and get their uh, money in early, so that there is this slight transfer or uh do you think it doesn't matter as long as it as long as the message eventually fills down in the end uh yeah it's definitely the former i think i kind of saw like where this was was headed and especially in the last few months it's it's been on on overdrive um yeah i think uh the the transfer of wealth um would do well by also including the little people, you know, this was, uh, this started out, um, not necessarily with a focus on institutions. Um, and I feel like I was privileged to live in an area where I was able to hear the message early. Um, and a lot of what I've seen in San Francisco with the, the stratification of, of the wealth classes and the artists having to move out and, um, and really it taken the soul out of the city. Like I, I don't want that to happen on a grander scale. Um, so this is me sort of trying to do, uh, my part in some fashion to, to help. And I think others, um, that do this as well. It's, it's really, uh, I think it's just important to, to try and bring this to all different walks of life. Um, because ultimately like that for me is, is the most compelling and, and rewarding is to have like all different people involved. Cause from that's like, like, uh, I just liken it to like being at a party. And, and if you just talk to the same, like wall street bros everywhere, it's, it's, a uh, uh, not as fun as if you have like the random guy who's, uh, lives in a different part of the city and is talking to you about his life there. And then also the wall street bro, but then also all different types of people. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, a what I'd like to see happen and in some of my work in the future will probably be more focused on that too. Well, if you, if you want a load of random people mate to come and see your work, you should put, put billboard up in Wales. Tell you what, they, you, you'd get a, a mix of people there. And, and uh, as it stands at the moment uh, in the city, I'm in, uh, we could do with something uh, brightening up our, our, uh, our landscape at the moment, something large dollar sized, um, you know, I'll be there with a with a paintbrush and a bit of paste, <laughs> a bit of wheat paste nice to help pen. you out. Um, is there is there a playbook? Just as a question from a self banked, 
is there a playbook of of how, how you managed to put this message out and uh, would you make it available to anyone? Yeah, so um, I think like the 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 biggest uh, answer to the what if is to just start, you know, like start start small scale just to get the wheels turning. It's sort of like how this evolved, right? You know, I was like, uh, I had something that was anchored in a past work. Like how, how can that be done on a, on a grander scale? Um, and a lot of, uh, a lot of the, like, this is activism related art. Right. And so just thinking in the mindset of how do I get a lot of people involved? Um, and why, like, why would they want to be involved and how can I make it so that they can be in an easy fashion is, is key. And so that this pride video I did for the Citadel 21 guys, um, that was like another example of this where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this thing. And like, I think in general, like we have this common bond with, with Bitcoiners where they all want to see it succeed. And they, they think that it's, it's good for society. And so that's already like working in your favor. Right. And then it's just how, how can I get people on board in a way where it doesn't require them necessarily to do a lot of work. Um, but they, they're bought in because of X reason. Um, and then just, if you, if you think in those terms, it helps you like with the framework to, to sort of build from there. Right. So, um, this, if, and then ultimately if you're, if the message of what you're doing resonates with people, they're more likely to get on board. So like when I, when I had this thing, um, starting to kick off, I knew that I would just need photos of it. Uh, like these are, these are going to be out there across the country, but I, I wouldn't have them. And so, um, being able to lean on, on people that, that like your work for favors, uh, is, is part of this too. And not, be, not being afraid. Cause you know, that, um, ultimately it's, it's for something that's, uh, of goodwill and, and oftentimes they just like to do it. Like, like they like to, to play a part of it. And this sort of echoes with like the whole NFT thing. I don't want to bring it back to there, but it's like, I get like a lot of the pushback to it, but ultimately it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be about these crazy high valuations. It could be just like being closer to the artist in some fashion. And so with some of this performance art stuff where it's not involving being paid for the work, um, you know, that's what it is. It's like, Oh, I, I get to be a part of this, this piece that, um, will be part of the artist's career and help Bitcoin at the same time. And so just making it so it's it's packaged in a way so it's not a ton of work for them and they get it very easily uh, is is key. And then if someone has an idea they want to kick around, like feel free to to DM me and happy to to weigh in if I think I might have have a way of refining it a bit or or offering up any suggestions. Oh, fantastic I'll, I'll definitely be on the dms there then but i appreciate that uh we've got uh i've got a launch of of uh my art project this friday um and you're more than welcome round any time here in wales mate you know say so you i got some cheese sandwiches we could get a cup of tea on <laughs> could i have a, Hell yeah. have a chat chat about art mate for for a bit and uh so, um, uh, is there any other advice? And this is a question from Stone Toss Comics. Is there any other advice you'd give a uh, up and coming artist in how to really get into the space? Is there a marketplace, a token, etc.? Uh, anyway, where they should publish their work? Um, 
Well, there's, I'll say there's like no magic bullet, you know, it's just ultimately a lot of hard work. Um, but, uh, being helpful to others, like I was fortunate to be in the States at a time where there just wasn't a lot going on visually. And so when, when I saw that someone wanted some help with, with some project and I get the whole, like, don't do stuff just for exposure, but if you can do it in a, in a way that's strategic, it might work out in your favor. Um, so being helpful and being cognizant of, of people's time, like I mentioned before, and then remembering that there aren't any rules and just go get it, especially in the art world. So like, uh, the first few conferences I did, there just wasn't any art. Right. And so I just, I knew that it would be a win-win because these, these were oftentimes in these ugly conference centers and people just like looking at art, especially in between the sessions. And so, um, just make it happen. So like, uh, yeah, I just like showed up at a conference once with my art under my arm when they, when they didn't get back to me and then it ended up working out really well. Um, doing things where like, you don't need permission necessarily, but also in a way that's respectful, um, in, in knowing where, (laughs) how to like navigate that, that fine line. Um, and then just the more out there, the better, I think the more like, my mom's an art docent and she says that the way that the museum where she works, where they collect work, it's like, if if it's done in a manner that hasn't really been done before, same thing with trying to get your name out there, like just go completely off the wall, try and try not to do what others are doing. Um, that's, that's when people start looking at you because, because there's a lot of like cookie cutter type shit online. You can stand out in some fashion and do it in a way where you're not like hurting others. I think it's very sound advice, and and as they say, you know, uh, forgiveness is easier to get than permission in some cases. So, uh, right. so a couple of questions then to finish off. Then, who is your favorite artist in the Bitcoin space at the moment? Who's really doing it for you? Hmm. God, there's so many. Um, I really like the work that you're not like. The, the amount of effort and research that she puts into her stuff. Um, so the ones that are, that, that really like, it's not just kind of like slapping a Bitcoin symbol on, on something and then calling it Bitcoin art. Uh, so she's, she's dove head, head first into cryptography and the history of it and what it means. Um, Fractal and Crypt with his, with his recent like mind blowing piece. Good Lord. Um, Unreal, isn't it? And, same thing, proof of work there and, and just the amount of effort that it took to bring that thing to light. Um, I love Pascal Boyart's works with the murals. Um, also, same thing, just like the to get to that level of artistry is, is a ton of work um, and to be able to do it on a grand scale so, so more people can see it is, is so awesome. There's so there's so many. I don't want to leave people out, but um, I, I respect the, the artists that are really like taking the time because it kind of goes back to what I was referencing earlier, and they're, they're not really being a magic bullet. Um, uh, the, the works that like, get a lot of attention uh, either um, make you look in some fashion, wh- whether it's because of the time invested or because they're so unique and different that, that you can't help but stand out and, and get attention in that manner. Yeah, it's, it's just such an exciting time to be in the space with so much talent flooding in. 
and it seems like every every month there's there's an, an a crazy new artist that's doing something wild and uh yeah i i honestly don't know how anyone could not be in this space at the moment i know that sounds crazy but anyone uh i, I just want to shake people and go come and check this out it's just absolutely it, you know the, the stuff that's going on is just mind-blowing so a last question then uh who would you orange or red pill which artist would you orange or red pill um and get into the space if you could choose anyone in the world um there's a there's a family member <laughs> start close to home get them sorted yeah, yeah. So sort the family member okay we, we'll work with them to start with yeah yeah, and I don't know if it's because I'm just like been harping on them for so long, and <laughs> they've just stopped listening to me on, on a lot of things in life, <laughs> not just Bitcoin. But yeah, that's the one where it's like, oh come on, like especially if it just like when it keeps going at, at the rate it's going, it's like of all people, um, I don't know, is Ai Weiwei a Bitcoiner? I don't know to be honest with you. I hope so. He might be. He would. Def- he would definitely be another one. Um, because it seems like what he's done in his work and bringing attention to some of the unfortunate things that the, the CCP has done. And it's, it, it just seems very much aligned with, with a lot of the subject matter of his work. He's a, he's an inspiration. Mm -hmm. I think, I think with a lot of artists and in particular, um, artists that are looking to change, uh, change the system they only need a slight nudge towards bitcoin and if yeah, i think if we'll see if we can sort it out let's let's try and get i way we on the on the zoom and uh we'll, we'll see if we can uh, convince him to get on bitcoin and then spread the message even further yeah yeah i think he's he's primed for it i mean of all the activist artists and considering who he's going up against yeah uh, Seems like a really good fit. Yes. Well, you could have you could have the cyber hornets behind him as well. I mean, there is no greater force on planet Earth, is there? Um, so, uh, thank you very much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, if the if people want to check out your work at the moment, uh, where would they go to? Yeah. So it's tough to spell. It's cryptography on all the stuff. Uh, C R Y. P-T-O-G-R-A-F-F-I-T-I. Social media, cryptography.com for the web. And thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time as well. And do reach out for for your upcoming stuff. I'll I'll follow you back here online and we can, any any questions and um, happy happy to chat further. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. Thank you very much, mate. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely take that up. I appreciate it lots. Thank you. Cheers.